Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha, and we have a good story is a good story, and we have a great show planned, but I did want to talk about everybody out there in the bad weather. I'm so sorry, and I'm hoping everybody stays safe, and it's, uh, you know, I was watching it before, and it's pretty scary, so... I'm hoping those that, you know, have stayed in their homes are going to be okay. So anyway, we'll have a fun show today, but we're thinking about them here. Okay, and we will be discussing, you know, a new anthology coming out. And Piper's here, and she will talk about, I guess we'll let her start off, but we have, you know, a big show today. Because Piper's here, C.D. Gorey, Kara North, Patricia Eddy, and Jane Taylor. And me, but I'm not in this anthology, as you all know. But we, we were. I think we had this a few weeks ago. And we talked about this, but I got the right picture on, so that part's good. We got something done right. But uh, okay. And Piper, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Okay. New. Well, we have some of the same group, and then we have a few new, new mm-hmm. people came on. So we are going to talk about this. And do you want to talk about a little how this started, and then we can let everybody talk. Say how this started? How this started? Like the yeah, the anthology. I mean, well, who decided to do this? And you know, it's Gina probably or yes, yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can't Gina. any claims to it. Yeah, yeah right. Gina. Okay. Dina has done and a she, lot of these, yeah. and she she yes. puts some fantastic anthologies together, and yeah. you know tries to focus on some different topics. But her favorite, I think, is is heading into the paranormal and urban yeah. fantasy realms, um, which I used to do for her a long, long time ago with Naughty Nights yep. Press myself. So yeah, pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah, we've been in this for a while. <laughs> we know yeah. each other for a while. Yeah, okay, don't yeah. rub it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we started when we were 20, so that's okay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> anyway, but we have a lot of experience in this, you know, and Gina has brought a lot of authors, you know, out that had never done things before, and that's a good yep. thing. You know, Absolutely. and, um, yeah, and there's very few left that have been doing this. So, you know, more power to her to keep going. And she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does go. All right, so... Um, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Because you have, you know, quite a history of what you've done. Oh, I'll just <clears throat> put it as briefly as I can. Um, okay. On Piper Stone, I've been writing for a very, very long time. If I told you how long, it would date me, and we're not going down that road today. Right, we don't. <laughs> we don't date. <laughs> no dates. No time limits. No, no, we just go. I have a lot of books published um, uh, through different publishers over the years, probably over 300 at this point, but a lot of them have been taken down, this and that. But my favorite thing is I get to write in a lot of different genres, including paranormal, um, which is what we're talking about here today a little bit, at least my character is. Um, And I do a lot of audio books as well and, you know, a bunch of other things. So, yep, I've been in business for a while. Right. Okay. Yes, you have. And okay. And CD, uh, CD Gorey is also uh, featured in my the next uh, EYS magazine article, and uh, on curvy women. And it's gonna it's very good. So um, as soon as that comes out, I will be posting it all over. But we're here to talk about books today. So CD, how are you today? You've been on before. Oh, I'm awesome. Thank you so much for having us, Marsha. Oh, um, you're welcome. It's, 
<laughs> it's always a pleasure to be here and to chat with you guys. Fine. Um, Fine. Okay, so what am I? I'm Phoebe Gorey. I write all paranormal <laughs> romance, and mostly I do feature curvy heroines, which is something you and I talked about yes. and are going to be talking about again. Um, yep. My uh, series that I'm writing with Naughty Nights Press, with, in collaboration <laughs> with Tina, actually, I'm, I'm very lucky to be working with her, is called The Witches of Westwood Academy, and book two is releasing exclusively with Rituals and Runes, which is the box set. And it's a little different from my regular books because it is an academy book, so the heroine's a little bit younger, but she is in her, like, mid-20s, and she's a witch, and she's curvy, and it's just a whole lot of magical fun going on in there. And- yeah, you got a lot going on. I know this. And, you know, uh, that's the thing. And we will talk about a lot of some of these <laughs> subjects later. Yeah. Uh, you know, about paranormal and, you know, the characters. You had some, a good idea to talk about that, you know, too. So uh, let's see. Who wants to go? Patricia? Welcome sure. to the show. Um, I, I, thank you. I am uh, Patricia D. Eddy. Uh, I write um, all sorts of romance. Uh, my My mainstay is actually... Uh, post-military protector romantic suspense, but I started out in paranormal, and I still absolutely love paranormal romance, and I will never give it up because I just love creating entire worlds where things are possible that aren't necessarily possible in our physical world today. Uh, so I think I think I have. That's probably why it's so, that's I, probably why it's so popular. It. It's very popular yeah. now. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And and I sort of lost count, but I'm pretty sure the last book I published was number 50, give or take, because of anthologies and you know, things that were published for a limited time, it might be slightly higher, but give or take 50. Uh, so Rituals and Runes will be my 51st, at least wow. that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> I will call it my 51st. Oh. All right, we'll go there. All right, Jane, how are you? I am fine, and thank you very much for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Um, welcome. So tell us uh, exactly yeah. what you do. Yes, um, my, my name is Jane Taylor, and I write under J.E. Taylor, and I write uh, paranormal suspense, paranormal romance, urban fantasy, horror, thrillers, mysteries. Um, but I, I lately I've been more focused on the um, urban fantasy and paranormal romance realm. And the book I have in Rituals and Ruins is one of my fractured fairy tales, which is a a, um, romantic fractured fairy tale retelling. Um, And this is book eight in that, and it's exclusively in the set. (laughs) And I have like, I think I'm on 69. Yes. What a number. (laughs) Wow. That's a great number. Of winter and Game of Thrones, but 
<laughs> and there's a lot I of authors like... in this. I mean, this this one has a lot of authors in it, you know. So um, I think, you know, I think you want to talk about, I, I think it was a good idea, you know, to talk about, you know, each person's care, you know, the characters. So does anybody want to start first and talk about the character they're writing and a little bit about what their story is about? Um, Piper, you, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Okay. <clears throat> I've always loved vampires. They're just my thing. And, uh, you know, back in the days of watching whatever and know my vampires don't sparkle in the light. They are actually very vicious. And also because I love mafia. Everybody knows I write mafia books, I think. And, uh, you know, I like killing people, okay? Yeah, that's right. Listen, that's one that moves the story forward. That's that's the thing. So I get to kill a lot of people in my books. Well, actually, my publisher doesn't let me do what I really like, but dang it. Anyway, um, so mine is actually a combination of he's a vampire and he's a really bad mafia dude, and he just happened to be cursed by a witch. So you've got a lot of action going on, and he's trying to find um, the, a cure because uh, he doesn't want to be a bad vampire, just a bad guy. <laughs> so it's um, pretty dark. Um, a little violent and very, 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 very um, sexual. So, yes. you know, that's what my books that's are That's no about. shock. But that's no shock part. from the rest of your books. No, that's no shock. You're doing what no, you like and you're doing what you do best. Right. That's, that's it. You know, it's it's good to be known for something, right, I think. It, oh, I guess. This but is after a, a big market. Many, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but after I've written as many sex scenes as I have, yeah. After a while, you go. I don't know. I don't no, know right, how well, to do no, it anymore. <laughs> how do I make that fresh? <laughs> right. That, that's that's the way it is in this in this writing career type. Yes, I know. All right, Kara. What about you and your character? And uh, so my my trio, uh, which is right now there. I have a a witch who didn't know that she was. A witch, um, her, you know, mother kept her from that, and her aunt died and leaves her this house, which is, you know, they have a legacy where they have to kind of choose between sides, like the light and the dark, and what they're going to be, and that helps do all this balancing craziness. But um, so she gets caught in the middle of this. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's reading a book out loud, which is essentially casting a spell and calling for, you know, the, you know, the true love of her life, which happens to be two different people. Um, And so they both come, they're both, you know, wolf shifters because of her. Um, And they are very reluctant in accepting this. Like they're just, it's, they are called there from their heart, but their mind does not want to be there. So it's a whole push and pull, twist and turn kind of thing um, that that happens. And then, you know, eventually they they get past that. And, and then we get to, you know, book two, which will be in another anthology with Gina. Okay. <laughs> but in, in this one, that's, that kind of just sets up what's, what's going on there is a bunch of a bunch of miscommunication. Yeah, which happens in life a lot. All right, Patricia, <laughs> what about you? Okay. Uh, so my my contribution to Rituals and Ruins is a story called Ruin Bound. And it is, uh, the heroine is a, uh, a rune caster, but also a witch. Uh, though she doesn't know she is a witch uh, when the story starts. Um, and uh, because the big bad in the story has basically taken that knowledge from her. And then the hero is a werewolf who is responsible for his entire realm uh, along with his pack. Uh, and so he's responsible for both werewolves and humans in his, in his realm. And um, your basic plot to end the world type thing where, where um, Yesenia, my heroine, uh, is basically a pawn um, 
from of the king until she realizes her power and realizes that, of course, you know, she happens to love this handsome, protective, growly werewolf, uh, who she really did not want to love in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and uh, and so that that is that is the gist of my story. Uh, like like Piper, I I kill people in all of my books. Um, I tried once to not kill people in a book, and it did not go well. So now I just give in, and someone always dies. Uh, but you know, never never the beloved hero or heroine, but, but there always has to be someone. They're, they're just Absolutely. <laughs> no, but to be somebody, right? You know, yeah, I, yeah. I think, yeah. I have a few questions after this, and I just thought of, okay, Jane. Wait, wait. Do we just do this? Yep, I'm here. Okay, all right. Um, yes, uh, my book is uh, titled Jasmine. Um, it's it's a fractured fairy tale taking on um, Aladdin. Um, however, in mine, she is the genie. <laughs> and okay. she has rules that she has to abide by and one of them is not falling in love and not bringing back the dead <laughs> oh okay and, uh, oh yes oh yes um and and um you know so so we have we have the deserts and and the you know sandstorms in the desert and we have the evil sultan who you know took over everything while ali was in the in the yeah, you know, cavern with with her. <laughs> so it's 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 interesting and it's really funny because I usually kill a lot of people in my stories too. This one, this one, there isn't. I I think there's one or two deaths, but they're not on the page, which is like okay. strange for me. And I usually write really steamy, <laughs> steamy fractured fairy tales, and this one doesn't have any any steamy scenes. I finished it. Other go- you have my other beta reader. Out. Right. You have other things in this. Yeah, my out. beta reader was like, Oh my God. Are you okay, Jay? You didn't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, that's and the thing. Like right, right. <laughs> no, yep. Uh C D you have a whole okay, oh you're on okay, finish. I'm sorry. No, 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 that that was it. <laughs> okay, C D, your turn. <laughs> Okay, and you have like a million said, books, too. Book You've got is... a lot of books going, too. Everybody here has a lot. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone just asked me to do a count, and it was uh, – no, I don't, I don't even remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, why, there's a lot. Uh, right, and I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, okay, so Airwitch is book two in the Witch Academy series. Um, it is not high school age. you got to think more like college age, and it is a magical yeah. – academy that is in the real world you know so uh they're aware of humans they're aware of their magic but this place is separate like from the human world so they can safely learn you know and harness their powers um i don't write very dark but there is a deeper plot in here besides the uh heroine's romantic interest which is with a um which is, it's with a, uh, an apprentice. He's a, he's a professor's apprentice. And he doesn't really like my girl's work. You know, he keeps failing her. So it causes her no end of frustration. And, uh, okay. you know, there's sparks do fly, you know, over that, which is interesting. But there's some stuff going on with her family and just with the magic, magic world in general that she'll need to figure out and deal with so there's a bit of a mystery there's the romance and of course there's magic which i'm always a fan of and some humor because i do like my books to be a little funny so i, I like a yeah well that's yeah that, that's a, yeah it is a, it is always good to sometimes a little you know fun in it but sometimes it's hard you just can't you, you know because you can't fit it in if it doesn't match you know then then you know that's the readers don't like oh, yeah, like no, that, but, you know, I, yeah I, yeah no, I think I lean yeah. towards, uh, like, romantic comedy. It's just, you yeah. know, always colored through the lens of paranormal. <laughs> There's always magic. Right. And I'm just, you know, as I'm listening to everybody, I'm thinking, you know, uh, I am very superstitious. So you, you know, you brought out a few, you know, a few of you were talking about things like this. So how much does superstition come into it when you're thinking about with your characters? Anybody want to take that? or Are you superstitious at all when you're writing this? I mean, you know. Do you feel that 
when you're writing, some of your superstitions come out? Does anybody have superstitions? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll just pipe in with one thing. When I was a kid, I was absolutely, totally believed in vampires, enough so that for five years I slept on my stomach with the sheets over my head like that was going to protect me, right? Oh, right. <laughs> For kids, and so you, oh, so you were, so this was part of your life when you were younger, thinking like. Oh this. yeah, oh yeah. I I started writing vampires when I was probably eight years old. So I guess it was my way of working out that, you no know, fear they were going <laughs> to eat me alive kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why you know for me they're they're just like my thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, see, because it is such a different form of writing than, you know, I mean, but it's such a popular form now. I mean, of, you know, paranormal and, you know, because from, I have a lot of people on the shows with different, you know, um, their own books, different companies or whatever, but they all seem to, this seems to be very big, the paranormal, because you, you can really use your imagination. And a lot of writers, and like you're saying, you were young. I mean, so I think a lot of people probably, started this in their head when they were young with their imagination. Did, does anybody else find that? I mean, I've not written paranormal. I, I have written different screenplays and things, but not paranormal. I've done the horror, but not paranormal. So wh- why do you think I all think this is... I think there are two things. Yes, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Yeah, I, I think there are two things going on um, right now with why paranormal is, is so popular, and this is yeah. Kara, so the... Um, the the first is because of the past few years being so, you know, <laughs> the past few years. <laughs> it's, it's being so COVID-related. Yeah, COVID-related. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, because yeah. people were home a lot, and there was a lot of people feeling very, you know, different than they normally do. Yeah. I think. It's I, a very unusual I think the time. Es- the escapism that paranormal offers you to get away from this current world and, and situation. And then um, also in the, in the contemporary, in the contemporary romance genre, at least, which is something that I'd, you know, write it a lot in is there's, there's a lot of movement as far as, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And, people taking things incorrectly or out of context and, and whatnot. Yeah. So it's, there are several mm-hmm. contemporary authors that I know that have, have shifted their genres just based on, you know, the, the fear of some backlash if they accidentally say something or portray a character a certain way and it's not accepted. Um, I, I don't, I don't live by that fear. I write what I write. Right. Um, but you know, definitely. I, that I think is, that's true. I, I, I actually do think there. that's true because there's, you know, because when you're writing something that is totally from your imagination, you know, and not being having to stick in the realm of what's going on, because there are always people to say, oh, what do you mean by that? You know, and then, but in what you, all of you are writing, it's like, well, this is what I mean because this is my imagination. So, you know, that's just how it is. But when you are writing, like, a, you know, I do a romantic comedy, and it is hard, you know, to stay, you have to stay in a certain realm and you don't want to go, you know, because when we first started having, I first started having shows with COVID, I went like, should I be, I asked people at the beginning, would you be talking about COVID? And the, unanimously for the many of the shows I had was no. But because it lasted so long, it is part of our culture, whether people want to mm-hmm. believe it or not, it is because it's two and a half, almost three years of a different life. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and you know, now yeah, I think I don't know what people are going to do. Yeah, you can't, you know. But it is painful. You know, when you watch TV or things like that and they go back to viruses, you don't, it's very uncomfortable. I think it is not that comfortable watching it because then it brings back, you know, how we all were in, you know. And so I think people are looking for a way to just enjoy reading, not having to go into reality as much. Because some of it isn't so great. I mean, you know, a lot of people are have lost people. You know, things have happened, and they lost their jobs, or it's a whole different thing. Because I continued having shows all the way through COVID, but it is a part of our life. So, but I do think people want to relax, and this is a good way to relax by an anthology with a lot of authors in their imagination, their stories. 
So it takes you well, to a place. I, yeah, go ahead. No, I think about anthologies too. The beauty of it is you probably didn't have not heard of you know seventy five percent of them, the authors in within it. But it gives yeah. you an opportunity to t- take a taste, literally. Yes. And then yeah. hopefully yeah. from there, you know, you're going to go and find more books. And that's, right. that's the beauty of doing it. Um, and I, especially if you have a bunch of paranormal stories together or urban yeah. fantasy where you're not going to find <laughs> real life here in the right. 1,782 pages. It's not happening. Right. 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 Yeah. If it is, then we really are in a lot of trouble. That's yes, you. we are. Yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> but no, and I think that's true. That's because there's so many. I, you know, uh, over the years, you know, there weren't as many. But I notice now there are a lot of them, and it is a good way for people to break out. You know, um, but I, you know, and they don't. The problem is, though. I mean, I think for me, I notice that people don't know each other. So, like, I'm happy when I have the shows like this because the. The writers get to meet each other, and they've really never talked to each other before. You know, they're just all in something, but they really aren't, you know, they didn't know them before. And so, you know, that's I think that's a good thing, to meet new people also, you know, that Absolutely. they might never have yeah. met, you know. And in this one, there's a lot of authors in this one. Yeah, yeah there's there 30 are, yeah. stories. <laughs> and, yeah, and that that is a lot. You know, to coordinate and make it right and get it to where Gina's going to get it, you know, which she does, you know, with the help of all of you, you know, to get it where, you know, to be a bestseller. Because most people cannot get to be bestselling these days. It's very hard. Piper and I had touched on that before, you know, the the show started. So, Piper, do you want to talk a little about, because you've been in this as long, uh, well, I've been in this 30 years, I think, so... I mean, but I think I see people trying to get out of a depression of not making money at writing. So is there something you'd like to add to that? Anybody? Piper, you can go first, but if anybody else would want to. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the, it allows me to bring up a point that I think is is valid to mention that's more of a, a controversial, I suppose, topic. But there's a lot of scuttlebutt right now about folks who might be trying to make the list, which is the USA Today list, yep. as a bestseller. That mm-hmm. doing it in, in an anthology is crap, and it dilutes the market. And I I think that that makes me it, well, a it makes me angry, and you don't like me when I get angry because I really yeah. am <laughs> not a nice person. Um, yeah. You met Gina <laughs> uh, anytime, but. It infuriates me for authors who are trying so desperately hard to improve their writing skills, number one. Yes, make a list. And that's what we're trying to do with this anthology. This isn't about making a million dollars. This is hopefully about making a list. And I have had lots and lots and lots and lots of orange banners, but I've never made the list. And it's an important – it's a goal for me. It's a joy to think about having that happen. To have someone say it's crap, not only is not that not fair, but you really don't understand what time it takes, what effort it takes, and yeah. what talent it takes to be able to do this kind of thing. And we've all been working at this now for over a year, literally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and, yeah, I think that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. That. Yeah, it is a shame because you know, listen, there are ways that other people do also get on that bestseller list. And, you know, we all know that you can put it on Kindle Unlimited and that one day you're on a bestseller. And so then everybody uses it. Everybody uses it. And I I can't blame people, you know. I can't blame people for wanting to get on a list because it does set you apart and it gets you out there. You know, it is very hard to get out there with all the people that are writing now. Mm-hmm. And so I don't well, think there's anything wrong with that. No, so with well, anything, it's a strategy that's been used by traditional publishing since the inception of these best-selling lists. Mm-hmm. The difference is yeah. with us right now, we all make or break it no matter who, you know, no matter how many USA Today bestsellers we have already in this collection this this book has to make it in order for the rest of us to get that whereas with the traditional publishing back in the day they would just take their new authors 
add them on to books that their New York Times bestselling authors, you know, those anthologies were putting out as a special edition so that when their, you know, new authors came out, their new authors were coming out with that New York Times credibility on their name as well. So it's, it's, it's not like it's a system that we're gaming. That's been the established yeah. Well, yes. Well, I'll just right. add one thing myself so, because years ago, yeah, one thing to that, so I don't forget this. People years ago, I'm t- I'm talking years ago, like all these in the bookstores, what the, you know, they paid a lot of money to get their authors in the uh, in the window, shall we say, right. of the store, mm-hmm. and and they did pay a lot, and that's what happened. And not that they were the best writers out there, they were just the ones that the publishers wanted to push. And yep. that's how that happened. So that, you know, so to make now, you know, there's so many writers to get yourself established, it's hard. So I think whatever way people can do it these days because but most people that are reading your books, any of our books, they they're not they don't care who publishes it. So they but a little recognition isn't bad. So okay, who I somebody else was going to talk. I'm sorry. So, oh, somebody so this is Pat- this is Patricia. Um, okay. So one of the things that the, with the whole controversy of late, the thing is, this is the USA Today's list. They own the list. They create the list. Mm-hmm. They curate the list. I mean, they don't really curate it because I mean it is based on sales. But they own the list. If they decided that they did not want to allow individual authors in an anthology to yeah. make the list, all they would have to do is stop doing that. They have not. Their rules, their list. If they are willing to put multi-author anthologies on their list, then we, as multi-author anthology authors who make the list with an anthology, are USA Today best-selling authors. It is the way the system is set up. It's yeah. also part of the reason why the New York Times bestselling li- bestseller list is curated, heavily curated. You can be the top seller in the entire country, in the entire world, and not make the, U- the New York Times list because that is heavily curated. We'd, we've seen that several times yeah. over the past year yeah. with some really big yeah. authors. So yeah. my whole take on the controversy is, look, if you're upset about this controversy, don't get upset at the authors who are in these – sets who are claiming the titles. Write to USA Today. If you are really upset about this, write to USA Today because USA Today is the one who is saying, hey, multi-author anthologies qualify for the list. And so that to me is sort of end of discussion. USA Today says an author makes the list, they make the list. But it's sad for other people. You know, the thing is, this is a really tough market, and it's getting really tough, more than it ever was, only for the fact that there are so many people writing. You know, and Amazon does have a way of pitting everybody. I I call it pitting against each other because I I don't love that, to be truthful. I don't love that the way they record it. And, you know, if you have sales one day, you're one number, and the next day, you know, and I think that's not good. It's not, I, because my job has always been, I felt as an agent, you know, and as an author, is that to keep people writing. And I think it's really hard for people mentally to keep writing. And I think some of these old rules just shouldn't exist because a good – that's why I named my, my stories, a good story is a good story because there are a lot of good stories out there, and it may not be from the six best, you know, six big publishers, but people are buying books that are good. And I think that's yeah. what we're all writing for, the people, not these companies. In my opinion, you know, well, the worst part of it is when it's other authors who are trying to bring down, you know, indies like us who are, you know, trying to make the list. And, you know, we might have our own individual reasons for doing it, but ultimately it's to be seen. I mean, this is a market. This is our Mm -hmm. job. Being a writer is my job. So I'm going to do everything I can to do it the best way I know how. And if I need a marketing tool like a bestseller, you know, title to put on my books to sell more books to get seen. That's what I'm going to work to get. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just, I find it crushing just as a human being that somebody else who 
has the same struggles, has been through the same thing, would try in any way to block that or to hurt that. Because I honestly don't understand what any success, any small success I might have has to do with anybody else's. And I just, you yeah, know, I, I think to me that's, that's yeah, like the worst thing right. about and, it. Yeah, that's the thing. Right. It's kind of sad yeah, in a lot okay. of ways because, you know, but this is the thing. When you write, you should enjoy what you write, and you should hope you hope that you get people liking what you do. And um, I think, you know, this for all of us, it's important. So I, I do think you know I have I'm not in a lot of things online that I that people are rude to each other, but I think a lot of these groups, um, some of them maybe they should do away with some of the groups that they have because I think I don't know if it's good mentally for a lot of people because you know they have all these rules you can't post this day you can't and I know people say that's good to have I, I just never like that I mean writing is supposed to be trying to help each other and trying to be happy for other people. And I think by if you put a post in and then they don't like something, I mean, if it's just about your book and they say maybe it's not the day to put it on, I think they spend a lot of time, you know, doing those things that are just, I don't think they help people. So I think that's a lot of these groups out there, they act like they are, well, I'll just say it, better than other people, and they're really not. And I don't like that, you know, because... We all are we're writers. That's it, and we should be happy for each other and not bring people down. So, I luckily am not in a lot of things things you're saying, but I totally know that they exist, and that's very sad. It is. It's I feel that's why we escape yeah. the paranormal fiction too, because in my paranormal world there are no lists. <laughs> well, exactly. I, look, I don't like yeah. rules. Why, I never no. like rules. I don't like rules. I'm not a rule person. Well, we could see that on my shows. I don't like rules. So, but, you know, it, I, you have to, you know, you have some rules. I mean, but you really, in this, this is a creative lifestyle. So that's what people should be able to do, create. And that's what you're all doing, is creating a world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, when I started out, I had a, a group of authors, and they were all traditionally published that, that had this um, online venue, and they were all about helping each other. And I guess I've taken that with me. And I, I yeah. don't think enough of the people out there, you know, all the authors out there have had that type of support group that's, you know, trying to lift you up even while they're trying to get up there too. You know, well, you know, they've never world, had rejection. Like they're all climbing, yeah, they're all climbing over each other. If they started just now, and, they've never had rejection. That's the thing. I, I mean, I have right. rejection slips, you know, so oh, I know what that's yeah, like. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think when oh, you yeah. have a lot of rejection, you say, oh, okay, this one is doing well, good. But I think if you've never had rejection, because a lot, if you're independently, I, I mean, I independently publish too now, but it's, you know, I think if you independently publish, anybody can put anything out, which we all know. And that's not so good right. either, but that's how it is. But, you, you yeah, know, Yeah, nobody's learned so how to be, you know, tough-skinned. <laughs> yeah. Now, CD, I, there's one thing I, you know, we talked, you know, you write, I, you want to talk a little about writing for a business for just a few seconds, or whatever you want to say about that, because I think that's important, making it a business. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant for a second. Yeah. You know, um, so right. the way you know, cause I, I think I when we talk, you know, because it's yeah. important that people know this, you know, that'll help them maybe focus. Well, absolutely. I mean, um, so when you become a writer, when when you sit down and you just want to write a book, you know, that's that's a wonderful, you know, can be a very personal, can be a very difficult thing to accomplish. And I applaud anybody who even begins because the journey of writing is, you know, individual and it's personal and it's special, but it's a separate thing from being an author professionally because as an author professionally, I have to take what I do and interpret it as running a small business. So I make decisions, you know, in my books when I have my writing cap on, but I make decisions about how to market my books when I join things like this anthology with my, you know, professional author business cap on. Um, it, it's, you know, it's important because I want to be successful, and this is not a hobby for me. It is my chosen career. And, you know, like people will say, oh, well, aren't you an artist? You know, why is money important? Yes, there is art to it, 
but money, you know, unfortunately is the way we look at success when we have a job, right? <laughs> like everybody yeah. wants to get paid. And I don't know right. about you, but I don't work for free. I don't want to work yeah. for free. <laughs> I want to be paid. No. You can't go by me because no. I do a lot of times work for free. <laughs> so I'm not well, a good example know, a of that. Of, but you, I don't think people should. I, I actually do not think they should. But, you know, I started a long well, time ago. And when about, I did, yeah. uh, I, I, do work, I did do work for free, you know, which, and we you know, do, that was then. And we do to a certain extent because that's part of running a business too, like how much stuff. Yeah. You know, do you give away how much, you know, but all of that have yeah. to, you know, you have to have a plan. You have to have a business plan. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, I think it's wrong, you know, back to the whole basically shaming authors who are trying yes. to hit yes. success. I mean, it's yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's a type of shaming and bullying, and it shouldn't exist. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so if I, you're going to yeah. do it, you do you is my advice. And don't, you know, don't pay attention to the haters. You know, my right. I have teenagers, and they always tell me, well, if you have haters, you must be going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of sad, though, you know. <laughs> You know, net, uh, you know, talking about like a business. Delta James is going to be on next week, and she had a whole career going, and she gave it up, and she now is, has a big career. But she'll be talking a little, you know, about a lot about that next week because that's important. You know, a lot of people don't make money, but a lot of people do make money, and that's a good thing. That's a goal, you know, to make money in a lot oh, of ways because yeah. you do want to make money. You know, and I think that's right. You know, like you said, a hobby, but some people start it that way, and then they can do, you know, it takes a lot. This is very hard. So I've always, you know, in all these years, try to have, you know, shows talking about writing and what people can do to help, because I learn from everybody, because none of us has the exact answer. You know, there's so much oh, no. that goes into this. It's you know, and I think and, that's and the thing. And you're right. Yeah. Bullying, bullying should never be. And I'm. It's sad to hear that people do these things. It is. I find it sad. You know, it's just wrong. It is because it, it tarnishes what we're trying to do, which is a really good thing. I mean, you're never going to yeah. see these thirty books out for just ninety nine cents, and certainly not right. together. You know, so it, it, no. it's actually it's wonderful for the reader, for the for the writer. I mean, I got to meet yeah. and work with a whole new group of people who I esteem, who I admire, who I've learned things from. And as a reader, like, wow, I get this incredible, you know, bargain. And and why not want to help somebody get ahead in their career? I don't, I don't understand that kind of thinking, but you know, all I can do, all I can say is I, you just got to ignore them and keep doing what you're doing the same way you would, you know, running a a bakery or (laughs) anything else you want. No, right. Like anything else. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's the truth, and I think, you know, that's why it's really nice that, you know, everybody in your group got to meet each other, and you all, and it's 99 cents, which is, you know, that's the other thing. You know, um, I was just mentioning today, anthologies are inexpensive for the person to read, so just take a chance. It's 99 cents. I mean, you know, like there's not much right. we can do to be cheaper than that because I've had people on my show, and I, I just was talking about that today, and I I just say it all the time. People go and spend $5 for, like, coffee with whipped cream and everything, <laughs> and they love it, and they won't spend 99 cents for an anthology or a book that has taken so much time to do. And like you said, it's a year that you that you worked on this, so it doesn't oh, like just yeah. yeah. So I think that that's one of the things. So does anybody have any questions they want to ask each other or Piper? Anybody or Kara, Patricia? Anybody have something they want to add to any of this? Well, I'm not going to jump in first. Go ahead, ladies. Go on. <laughs> Somebody talk. Well, I'll I'll, <laughs> a- I'll ask a question of of the okay. group. Okay. If you could. If you could possess one talent, whether it be, like, if you could move into the paranormal realm for real, like, what would you be? And I'll answer for myself, I would definitely be a wolf shifter. Okay. That's a good question. I don't write paranormal. I'm like, you took mine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the host. I don't have to answer that. Okay, go ahead. Everybody else answer. <laughs> Now I was going to say I I would I would either be a wolf shifter, a Kara, or a um, dragon shifter. 
why you wanted to, okay for those that don't know for those that don't know shifters can somebody explain that a little for uh, people out there that are listening that maybe are thinking of writing paranormal shifters well, are are human or are, are in human form but they can shift into animal form basically okay. and they have some um you know as a as a wolf shifter you're you're talking heightened sight heightened hearing speed strength <laughs> as a dragon you add those things and do fire <laughs> and flight so. dragons can fly too and flight yes yes this well i think thing. there's a whole yeah definitely <laughs> i would be a werewolf i'm not going to admit it i'm not going to deny it i mean um but uh, what's cool about writing paranormal, too, is where there are, like, industry standards for what you're allowed, not necessarily allowed, but what readers will expect of you, you're also able to come up with your own lore and your own sort of mythology surrounding, like, the, the supernatural creatures that you're writing about, that you're featuring, you know, right. which is, you know, yeah. it gives you a lot of, a lot of freedom. <clears throat> And yeah, werewolves are totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, the thing for yeah. me about doing the the world like that, and, and mine would actually be a white lion shifter. Uh, most of my stories, <clears throat> from what I've actually seen, vampires are not as popular as people think they are. I think Twilight actually ruined it for a while. But I write lion shifters, and mine are always white lions. And I've done a lot of those, and I think there's something majestic about it. <clears throat> what I love about the worlds is you can have them be anything you want them to be. They can be contractors by day, lawyers, doctors, you know, whatever. So they have that, they live a normal life. They just happen to be able to do all this other really cool stuff. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, yeah. Right. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I, I could picture doctors. I could, that I could picture. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inter- That's a, that's an interesting way to look at it. Like that is that just put them. You know, put a regular person and give them these powers, and they can change. Yeah. So I think that's and they can be good. Got, you know, you have good and you've got bad. You know, good versus yeah. evil. You know, mm-hmm. and that that's another <clears throat> adds a whole other realm to this because you know you don't have to always make them these. Big badass yeah. guys that are gonna, you know, go out and murder people. <laughs> you know, right. it's just about right, something right. else. Well, right, and, and the romance, just the romance level, right? You could do that, right? Because I'm sure in life, people would like to change other people pretty much when they're with them. As oh yeah, regular, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to look at things. Like okay, I'm looking at you, but you're gonna be something else when I'm seeing you, really. So that's not a bad way, you know, because I've never written it, but I've had so many shows with authors that have, you know, that do this. And everybody seems to really love it. I mean, it's very popular among the writers that do it. They really love it because I can hear from all of you how happy you are. That's one of the reasons I like horror shows, too, when I have horror authors on. And I think it's a freedom. And I think when you write like a straight romantic comedy, you don't have freedom. I can't even swear in some of these sweet ones. And so I mentioned it last week. It was kind of tough because I think in a real world, people do swear and do a lot of things. But if if you're in a clean romance genre, you can't do any of that. And it's kind of, it's limiting, shall we say, uh, you know, because I swear. So my characters don't, which is very difficult for me. That's why I'm thinking of moving on. Of you know even and I have done sexier books and things like that, but I think it's very limiting. And so I'm listening to you today. I'm seeing yeah, you know it gives you so much more freedom mm-hmm. in a story, oh, yeah. which is why you all love it. Mm-hmm. From my end, that's you true. know what I'm looking, at, you know, and I think that's you know, and I think people that are listening, you know, they you shouldn't be afraid to try different things, you know, as far as stories going. Because you don't know. You don't really know, you know, like a, a few of you have said, you were in different genres also. So I think that you can switch over. Well, I, I'm the what they call a unicorn, since I write in, you know, so many different worlds. 
But yes. I also get that question a lot. How do you write so fast? The honest truth is it's because I switch it up. I might be writing a science fiction over here, and then I say, I'm a little bit stuck. I'm going to go to my Western bad boy cowboy over here. Yeah. See, you that's know? a yeah. good idea. That's a really good idea. Yes. Keeps me yeah, fresh. It makes you between, a little crazy. Switch between urban fantasy and internal romance that way, and that's, that's you know, how it how I've been able to put out so many because I have a regular full-time job too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do think that, and I think I am going to be doing, you know, I never really used to like to do that, but I do think it's a very good idea because right. The way when you're saying this, if you're stuck on something and it's not coming to you, then it may not come to you right away. So you don't want, you know, then you probably, people might get, you know, they're aggravated and, you know, they're frustrated. So I think that might be a good thing to start another story if you don't have one going on of something else. And just by doing that probably eases up your mind to get you where you need to be on your other story. Yeah, especially if it's a different genre because that will help clear your palate. It's like mm-hmm. that's yeah. what the doctor ordered. <laughs> that's a good thing. I didn't think of it that way, mm-hmm. but it's true, you know, because people do get stuck, you know. And sometimes I find myself talking to myself, which most writers probably do. And then I, while I'm doing it, I'm thinking, <laughs> "Am I really crazy?" Because I'm thinking, like, so what if he did that, or what if she did that? But you know, I I know other writers do it, but when you're sitting there talking something, hope nobody's looking at me because I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> sometimes we think out loud and we're not even thinking it, you know, like I sometimes, my husband says, like he says, oh, there's like smoke coming out of your head because you're like thinking, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, because you, we do think. We're not like everybody yeah. else, I don't think, in my opinion. And I think by writing, now we know where we fit because we're not like everybody else. Writers are not like everybody else. You know, that's why when we talk to each other, we all get it. But when you talk to other people, I don't think they get it as much. You no, know, they don't. I, think we, yeah. <laughs> I don't. And, Definitely you know, because when not. you're creating a character, I mean, I think this makes people that are writers so much more attuned to other people. Like, I feel like since, you know, for all these years I've been writing and making up characters – I feel differently than I did before about people because I'm looking, you know, you're looking for characteristics and you're thinking of things that other people don't think. I, you know, that's what I think. Anybody think that or maybe I am nuts. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. I, I think you, you have to observe people and you have yes. to, you yeah. have to watch people. And um, I, what my advice to, to new authors <clears throat> especially is always go to a coffee shop. And I mean, obviously, this was this was before COVID. Uh, but yeah, you're go, right. Go I, to a I, coffee shop, absolutely, and, and sit yeah. and yes. and just watch people and notice. Like one of the one of the things, um, I'm I'm an editor by trade as well. And one of the things that I notice a lot with with brand new writers is that a lot of times, every time there's dialogue, they'll include the person's name. And like, well, go listen to conversations. Like, you know, don't don't yep. spy on people, but but just go right. go listen to the conversations right. that people have yep. in public places. You don't. If I'm talking to my husband, I don't say, John, can you do this? Hey, John, come right. on over here. Like, I'll say his name if I want to get his attention, or I'll say, right. Right. but I, right. I don't use his name every single right. time exactly. I say something. Yeah. And right. and and but that also applies to things like how people like their body language and so again it's like go to a coffee shop and take a look at at two people sitting there can you tell are they happy are they stressed are they angry and even if you can't at all hear what they are saying you can generally tell if they're experiencing strong emotions and and so I i think as authors we we have to be aware of those things that's a great idea. That's true because I, I do think that is very true, but I do think I've heard from a lot of writers that because they didn't get to go to coffee shops, it was difficult for them. You know, and I was just telling, I was just mentioning that to my husband the other day. I For me, I used to go lunchtime and just sit and have coffee or whatever and just sit there and it, I'd have no, I could just keep writing forever because I'm just at a place where I don't have to think of anything, but sometimes when you're in your house or whatever, you you find things you could do, which when you're just in a coffee shop, you're just there to, 
and you do it. So for whatever the reason is, it comes out better in a lot of ways for me. And I think everybody right, has to find whatever works for them. Yes. You know, and that's that's the other beauty of it is there's no yeah. right way. It's yeah. your way. Right. You know, but just right. You know, if you're not right, author, I think just, that's the, that's the thing. Just right. You know. So I mean, at the end of the day, if you can just write a page, just write a page. Yeah. Just do something. You know, don't not do anything because then. It, it, then you can go weeks at a time, and then you end up not writing. So that's never a good thing. I think a writer needs to write, even if they don't like what they're writing. We all have those days, you know. Mm-hmm. And I try to give my, I try to take my own advice, but that doesn't work actually. But I can give it, but I don't take it that much. Sometimes I think <laughs> myself, do what you tell them, you know, because people ask me, and because, and a lot of people, which I'm sure. All of you, have, people would say, oh, I'd like to write a book. So what, and I start telling them what they need to do. By the end of the conversation, they're done. They're not writing. They, they, they you know, they actually think it's not that hard. And it is hard. It, it takes a hard. lot of patience and it does, you know. And I think people just think that we all sit down and it just comes naturally. Just one, two, three, we're, you know, everything is right. And that's not true. You know, we all have days. And we think. So is there anything else, no, anybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything that we missed or you want to talk about? We should say, when, what day is it coming out? Tuesday, you said? Mm-hmm. October 4th. It comes October out 4th. Tuesday. Yeah. And Be here before you know. Yes, and it's been marketed. I mean, I know. It's been marketed, and all of you are doing a terrific job marketing it. Cover looks great. So I think it should be good. You know. Well, one thing I do want to say is about the whole yes. group, and I want folks to understand this really, you know, when we're talking about doing an anthology, it's also yeah. not just, um, okay, you wrote your story, you send it in, and you go, well, got six months to wait. <laughs> it's not that. Oh, no. No. You know, <laughs> so no, no, no. <laughs> it goes on behind the scene. You have no idea. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I can tell you, be the first one to admit it. There are days I just want to pull my hair out going, really? Yeah. I I'm know. going to shoot myself if I have yeah. to do this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Those days are plenty for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it happens. Like right. anything, yeah, yeah. Doing, you know. Right. Because Gina, for certain, is not putting out anything that's not like exactly perfect in her eyes, and oh, which is no, not easy to get what? to. But which is not easy to get Gina too. Yeah. I'll tell on Gina too. Gina's one of those kind of people. This is why I love her. And this is why I've loved her all these years. You know, and yeah. I've known her longer than like a lot of people. Right. Because she'll crack that whip from being up I there know. in Canada, and she'll put yep. it in the room. <laughs> I haven't heard from these people in a while yeah. now. Yeah. And I I sometimes like her posts. I mean, I've known her, too, a lot of years. And I see her posts, I go, okay, she's better because she doesn't put as much stuff as she used to that was driving her crazy. (laughs) But, you know, but she, well, she's been on the show. We've had nine people at a time on the show. So, you know, whenever Gina or Piper says, let's do something, I go, and whenever you want, I'm here for you. Because it's always good, and they put together good authors, and they've been doing this a long time. So, uh, you know, and I know it's always good people to meet and interesting. So I think for me, I love this. So I hope you all do well, and um, I'll keep sharing your things as I see it out there. And uh, as I said before, anybody wants to be on the show, just call me. And um, Piper, maybe someday you'll... Come back. To I will. Podcast. I know. I, I've asked you that for the last five years. For the last five years, but I'm not stopping. You know. And uh, so, is there any last words? Anybody have anything to say at all? Uh, I put the link. Well, to the let's book. say the name of. Yeah, let's yeah. say the talk a about rituals the and rooms. Yeah. I, it's on. It's on the show page where it says link to book. Just click it, and then you can just go right on and just buy the book. 99 cents. Yeah. Uh, do you know how long it'll be 99 cents? It will be 99 um, cents through release week. So through Saturday, yes. next Saturday, I believe. Okay. And then it'll go up. So you really want to grab it before then. That's right. Absolutely. And, and it's all these stories, kids. all of these stories for 99 cents. 
So thirty stories, can't even, brand new stories. You, you can't even buy a pack of gum. Ninety nine cents. No, no, you can't. Four ninety nine. Okay, it's unbelievable. <laughs> right, and it's it's, it's nice really... to meet the two of you that I didn't meet before, and so I hope to see all have you again. And CD, you will be on in um, November, right? I think we have you in November, and yes, we will be talking awesome. about right curvy women and anything else that comes to mind. <laughs> it's too early to awesome. tell. Right. Okay. And anybody, I I mean that seriously, you know, just let me know. Just, you know, message me. But thank you all for being on, and I wish you all success. And everybody, have a good day. And Florida and everywhere, take care. Oh, it's I, I, it's a mess. So hopefully yeah, all, all these shows I have, the, you know what, almost every time I have a show late, there's something happening that's not great. So um, that's by, that's just life now, I guess. But hopefully everybody stays well and safe. Thank you for being on the show. Have a great day. Thanks, Marsha, Thank for having us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 